Guys of a Certain Age is brought to you by no one. Absolutely no one. Except these dudes walking down memory lane. Now let's head to the studio to see what they misremember next. The good. We can talk Fiber's about quality is better than it was. That was $125. Okay. Well, that's good. Not, Not bad, bad at all. I wouldn't think. Do you think? Sometimes. Guy Harvey. <laughs> it's scary. I recorded all this. This is awesome. Three, two, one. Let the banter proceed. It's guys of a certain age. Robbie Koblenz in studio joined alongside two people, and those people are? Art Shirley. Jay Reed. You didn't even give him a chance, Art, uh, to jump in. We've got an order. We've got a, an order here. Yeah, that's the way it goes. So that's what you guys were talking about when I was off my Age before beauty. <laughs> Ouch. What does that say about me? Because I went before both of you. I never know what to say about you. Yeah, of course you don't. Of course you don't. All right, how are you guys doing on this uh, kind of a chilly day as we record? Yeah, it's cooler than I thought it was. I, I thought it was going to be warmed up. I mean, you know, it feels, feels nice. Isn't it usually day. 90 by now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's I, what. I, I was in Savannah, Tennessee yesterday talking to a client, and it felt like early November. Yeah. You know, sun out, wind blowing in like 50 degrees. I'll take it. It was great. No doubt. I can, mean, can we have this all the time? Okay. Yeah, okay. I'll think about it. You'll think Go about ahead. it. Wow. Okay. Well, that concludes our podcast before the lightning strikes. So, <laughs> all right. Well, let's jump into some geeks of the week. Uh, who wants to go first? And we have no idea. This is like geek roulette because nobody knows what each other's geek is. I'll go first. I'm pretty <laughs> sure nobody's got mine. So, yeah. yeah. Um, this is just a rumor or some speculation. I don't know if y'all saw this or not, but uh, Henry Cavill is pretty much, you know, even though he would like to reprise his role as uh, Superman in the DC universe, DCEU's, yeah. EU, DC Extended Universe, uh, the writing's on the wall that probably, he probably won't. He's he's part of the Zack Snyder-verse, and so I think they're going to try to uh, move away from that, with the possible exception being, you know, the people that are appearing in the Flash crossover movie. But uh, anyway, so with that in mind, Marvel is looking at him. They would love to bring him into the fold. As who? As Captain Britain, oh. which would be perfect, I thought. Which Because he's actually a British actor. Yeah. Uh, and have him play Captain Britain, you know, and probably not in a large role, but, you know, as part of the supporting characters. They've also talked about him playing Hercules. Ah, yeah. Uh, which he could do that. It seems like he's played some uh, Greek god kind of thing at, at some point in his career. The Immortals, I think he was in, which... Uh, was a set in Greek mythology, uh, but uh, so he would be a natural for that too. But I really like the idea of him being Captain Britain. So, so my question is: since we've allowed a British dude to be Superman and Batman and Batman and Spider Man and Spider Man, that's right. Yeah, can we get a Spider Man? Oh, that's Spider-Man's, right, Man's. Yeah, Spider Men's. <laughs> can we get an American James Bond? Sure. Okay, that was easy. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I think that's a fair trade, don't you? Yeah. I mean, yeah. So. what do they want? They wanted somebody like Burt Reynolds or, or, or oh, somebody to that. play, uh, maybe Clint Eastwood or whatever, to play uh, James Bond and uh, whoever it was. And I, I can't remember who it was, and it may not have been either of them, you know, said, you know, James Bond should be British, you know, or at least, you know, UK. Well, I would have thought of, mm-hmm. I would have thought Superman would be American, but well, you know, he's not even American. Really. He's Kryptonian. He's adopted American. So, yeah. yeah, but uh, but if he was somewhere else, he would be Red Sun, right? That's right. Yeah, that's right. There you go. All right, cool beans, Henry Cavill. So, do is it kind of like you know the big EPL soccer teams where you can trade the rights to players with cash, 
I mean, is that what we're seeing between DC and Marvel, sort of? I mean, because DC's got uh, has got uh, James Gunn, yeah. you know. So is I it- think what happens is once you stop using somebody for either your director or your actor, they go, I'm going to go find the job somewhere else. You know, they haven't signed a non-compete where you can't go to the other comic book industry movies. So it's like Gunn got, you know, dismissed and Warner <laughs> Brothers was right there. Okay, we'll yeah. take you. Yeah. And now yeah. he's back again with Guardians of the Galaxy. That's right. That's right. And so, Dave Bautista's not working with him in anything. Yeah. He just refuses. He says, that's it. That's <laughs> it. Because he's all about the Snyder. And the money. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So would be would James Cavill be the player to be named later? Henry Cavill? Henry Cavill. That James, James is his little brother. Little brother. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Known. Henry Cavill. Super Can boy. I play something, Hank? <laughs> no. Please. Get away from here, Jimmy. Uh, I don't know why I'm having him talk like that. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't British at all. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Yeah. All right. Was that your Geek of the Week? It was not. All right. I, 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 I pointed right. at Jay. So the cylinder is still empty in the game of Geek Roulette. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Let's see what you got. I found another jetpack. And the look on his face, a pure Christmas Day joy. It is. Yeah. You yeah. would think he had it on by the look on his face. <laughs> yeah. He's wearing it. Yeah, I am. It's, it's an invisible jetpack. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. What you got? So this one is out of the UK. Remember the last one we talked about was Jetpack Dubai, I believe was the name. It was out of Dubai. Okay. And it was uh, pretty much just kind of your standard. I haven't looked at it in a while, but kind of the backpack on the back kind of thing. Well, this one is, is called, it where backpacks go on the back? Uh, on the back, as Most opposed to a fanny pack, which I, for some reason <laughs> goes go in the front. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. yeah don't we don't want to go there. Um, <laughs> so this one also it's called Gravity. You look at it under gravity.com or gravity.co, I believe. This one's based in the UK, and the difference is it, there is a jet engine on the back of sorts, but there's also two on the arms. And I'm demonstrating here; you can't yeah. see this, but. Um, He's like doing each the, arm has this protective arm sheath, and I can't, I look. It's either made of three D printed titanium or we're getting aluminum. Vibranium is it? Vibranium? It might be. <laughs> and then uh, an engine on each side of the wait, arm. Wait, three D printed titanium? No, that, it, I'll get to that even more in a second. So they've got the Ooh. engines on the arms, yeah. the engines on the back, and I couldn't find any video. So far, that I wish you could it, see him moving. Yeah, <laughs> he's actually working his because way what's through happened. the air. <laughs> because what's happened when anybody's taken off of this, their arms have gone one way and their body's gone yeah. another. We don't want to show. No, no, no. Yeah. So I don't know how that works as far as the steering and all, but it's got you got jets on your arms, you got jet on the back, and you can go to UK and for the low, low price of about twenty eight hundred dollars, you can fly one of these. Wow. Tour the facility. How low is the price again? It was twenty eight hundred dollars. Okay. Is it dollars or two thousand pounds? pounds. Two thousand pounds. pounds. I did the math. I mean, it was on the website. You could choose your money. He has made the conversion for you. What about Bitcoin? Right. What's it in Bitcoin? I have not the fuck. Dogecoin? Yeah, I don't know. Ethereum? I don't know. But you can do flight training, uh-huh. which is even more for eighty three hundred dollars. And I could not find the price. Oh, of oh a that's suit. a great thing. You can do it without training for twenty eight hundred dollars. <laughs> if you but, want to know how it works, it's going to cost you eighty three. But if you want and to again, survive, I don't know why that's my British accent. <laughs> what is something about you can become a part where, of an organization of elite jetpack pilots if you do the flight ah. training. But if you want one of your own, oh. which I did see on a, on a YouTube video, it's about four hundred. Four hundred forty thousand dollars. So ten bitcoins. Yeah, ten. Okay. Okay. Is this the one that the British Marine uses to go from the the boat to the other boat? There is a video of 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 a a, a, uh, 
not a, a fake's not the right word, but a um, aerial assault on a boat where they they fly in. There's two or three guys with these okay. jetpacks. Yeah, we, we talked about that uh, this weekend because we had seen that. And it's just oh, really ironic. really cool. Yeah, yeah. So you can uh, so the guy from uh, MythBusters, is it Savage is his name. Andy? Yeah, hold on. <laughs> hey, Marla, can I get you to kill this? We're actually recording. You're fine, but don't worry about it. Thank you. We're actually recording a podcast. You doing okay? Yeah, it's okay. Come join it's us. Okay. Just out here. Thank you, ma'am. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, so I think you can pick up with the guy from Myth yeah. Mythbusters. Is blah blah blah. Yeah, okay. the guy from Mythbusters. What's his Adam Savage? I think so. So. Okay, so after I watched the <clears throat> sort of video about how it works and the, the development, because it did have uh, jets on the legs, and that presented some problems, apparently. And <laughs> so they moved the jets up the it's leg. Like seeing the movement that would correspond to yeah. Come on, yeah. come on. Right, so they moved the, they didn't have the back one at first. They had arms and legs, and they didn't, the work, legs weren't working out right, so they put it on the back. So now it's kind of complete. So leg day didn't work out for them. No leg, leg day. day. No, no, no leg, leg day. day. But the, uh, the cool thing is I was, Fooling around YouTube trying to see more. Adam is it Adam Savage? I think the so. Mythbusters yeah. guy. It's not, he uh, had he went to the Colorado School of Mines and found somebody, some lab there that laser printed or three D printed an Iron Man suit yeah. out of titanium, and then put this gravity jet suit on and flew around. I mean, it's so cool. That is really cool. Yeah. Okay, so I you were going to explain hot. to us how how 3D printing in titanium works. I was? Isn't is that what, that's <laughs> yeah. what I got from that. Yeah, he said, wait, like, I'll well, explain that to you right after. It's yeah. a metallic powder that goes on the thing and then it melts it and then it adds another layer. I did see that. I did watch that's that. That's a pretty good explanation. So. It is. It is. Yeah. I mean, I'm my mind can't wrap around 3D printing titanium and things, but apparently... It happens. We are yeah. so much closer to replicators yeah. than we ever have been. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Replicators. You can make me a sandwich. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not going to make you a sandwich. You can go buy a sandwich. Yeah. So gravity.co is the website. And uh, if you're in England, take a flight. Take a flight. Take a flight. Yeah. And depending on how much you pay, predicates whether you survive said flight or not. That's an interesting predicament 2800 for three flights in a tour 8300 for flight training i think with flight training you get like a, a letters after your name like phd yeah. or flight md or something you know or r.i.p <laughs> <laughs> there oh, you go God. that wow. could be they do a lot of it they said they did a lot of it over water because if you fall in the water it's less problem. for them to but clean, you, for them to clean you. up <laughs> <laughs> but you're not going to have a life jacket on. You're just going to sink. Yeah, that's right. Oh, 3D man. printed. The evidence jacket. is then gone. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But I bet you they can get their titanium back because you just so. get the titanium and melt it down yeah, and reprint sure. it. So. Well, all right. So my geek of the week is, um, you know, more and more things about the new Amazon Lord of the Rings series keeps leaking out as they're going into production. And uh, guess how much the budget for Lord of the Rings Amazon style is. It's like six million dollars. One point nine trillion. Four hundred and sixty five million dollars. Gosh. For the budget. I was that, thinking per episode. Well and it's, how does one recoup <laughs> no, that? It's like ten episodes or twelve show. episodes. So that's a great question. But the the point in the article I read was that is still cheaper than Jeff Bezos's new super yacht. His super yacht, what? which really? has its own yacht, costs more than four hundred sixty-five million. That four sixty-five does not include the two hundred fifty million dollar licensing rights 
for to the Tolkien estate for Lord of the Rings material. Two fifty million. Two hundred and fifty million dollars. These are the licensing rights. Yeah. Wow. I'm just telling folks we will license guys of a certain age for twenty grand or twenty one grand. We'll split it up seven apiece. I've got to write more. I'm going to do some more writing. (laughs) Yeah. It's Lord of the Rings, not Lord of the Onion Rings, Jim. Oh, but Lord of the Onion Rings. That's a good one. That's a a fan fiction there. Oh, man. It's something. So, 465. Basically, you have to have the entire world subscribe to Amazon Prime and watch it 10 times to even start to recoup. I just don't. I still have a bad feeling about this. I have a horrible feeling about it. Yeah, and Why? So hopefully they're not bad things we want to talk about, but we'll talk good things. What are you guys binging since we're waiting on the Lord of the Rings yeah. and $450 million of production? Okay. What you got, Jay? We are watching Mythic Quest, which is on Apple TV Plus, and I ran across it because I think they're starting season two. I saw that advertisement, went back to see season one, check it out, see what it was. So it's like the behind the scenes at a at a major video game company. So this guy invents the game called mythic quest and it's actually i think the story starts out with their um part two i'm sure there's a better gaming word for that but they're getting ready to launch raven's banquet which is the 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 uh, sequel to sequel kind of thing so but it's just kind of it's funny and um it's for me as a non-gamer i just found it interesting because it really kind of shows what goes on if you supposedly a, supposedly yeah true we need to ask jake well we need to get jake on and ask him about that but it's uh it's it's fascinating if there, if any of it is true. I mean, it's nothing that I could ever do. It's crazy that yeah. the things that they're that people can do with the coding and all this to make yeah. you know one thing happen in, or instead of something else. And so it's just kind of the internal battles behind the scenes of the the external battles. It, in the, is it a comedy or it is for the most part a comedy? I mean, there's some serious moments, but it, it I would call it a comedy. Yeah, episodes so, are an hour or thirty minutes. Oh, I don't remember. I think probably 30 minutes. Okay. It's Apple TV Plus, so it's got to be 30 minutes. Because that's been kind of, except for the, the morning show. That's And for all mankind. Is well, yeah, for all yeah. mankind, yeah. But I guess they're comedies. They've tried, yeah, they're, that's what it, that's kind of what I was saying. If it's 30 minutes, it's probably, I, you know, it has even to if be, it's kind of a dark comedy. Because we watched, time. Melissa and I watched three or four episodes the first night we started it. There's no way we watched four hours of TV. Yeah, so. right. <laughs> but it's funny because the... We just got through watching For All Mankind. That was our latest binge watch. And that's Apple TV+. And months ago, you were saying, there's nothing to watch. And now we've got Ted Lasso that's come out, For All yeah. Mankind. You're talking about this. you know. Uh, so it's, it's, I think they've upped their game. And, and we still haven't heard anything about the morning show uh, series two, season okay. two. So is there going to be one? I would expect they they paid a buttload of money to those folks for that contract. I would, yeah, I I haven't watched that one yet. It's okay, but right now, like I said, we finished for all mankind. I really like that. Like you said, you suggested a while back. We kind of I resisted it for a while, and then once we started watching it, it, we really really liked it. It took an episode or two to get its legs. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, two or three, I think, to really kind of find its place. And we talked about this before, but once it got away from. The, the moon landing and thing and you kind of embrace this idea okay we're going forward from here uh, that really helped out a lot but I thought it was really well done I like the characters you definitely care about the characters a lot um, having withdrawals I'm ready to see the next season which I don't think comes out for until fall 23 I think is what wow. they said so that's a ways off Good so right grief. now I'm watching uh, guitar videos on YouTube I'm looking at uh, casinos versus casino coops and that's, 335s versus 335. That's a Gibson, right? Uh, Epiphone is casino. Oh, gotcha. And then Gibson makes the the high end 335 and 339, which are, uh, that's a semi hollow guitar. 
and uh and Epiphone has a copy of that. So I'll um, be looking at the Epiphone if I actually could play it well. I was gonna say to you can something. bring it up here and play for us. Yeah, tonight. sure. I'm a I'm a play str- the video. I'm a strat guy. I've got yeah, a, I've got a powder what, blue strat in the closet. Yeah, I've got a uh I, I have a telecaster which that's what were you born in the USA with the telecaster? Yeah, I was, yeah. yeah. With a te- with a telecaster. Yeah. Uh but um and then uh, Will and Drew both have uh, a Strat, and Will just got uh, Drew just got a Jazzmaster, which is a lot of fun Ooh, to play. Yeah, I really yeah. like that a lot. And uh, and then I've got uh, an Ibanez Les Paul copy, and he has an Epiphone Les Paul. So yeah. Drew does. Yeah, so. I, I've always liked the Les Pauls, but those suckers are. Heavy. Oh my gosh! I picked one up. I picked Drew's up uh, yesterday. Just kind of, and I'm like, this is incredible. But it'll sustain. For yeah, hours. that's the thing. And the hollow bodies don't sustain. They said that, but it's just got a different sound to it, which is kind of neat. But you know, like I said, I have no reason to buy it, so yeah. that's why I'll get it. <laughs> that's right, of course. Uh, well, I am watching Jupiter's Legacy. I just started yeah. now, now. Jay, you you watched up. One. I watched episode. episode one. Yes, I'm halfway. You watched one episode. It happened to be three. So yeah. <laughs> episode three. Yeah, <laughs> I'm halfway through episode two. Really enjoying it. It's a Mark Miller property from a uh-huh. graphic novel. Um, and Mark Miller worked for DC. Well, worked for Marvel. He may have worked for DC. He worked for DC too. Yeah. And I saw an article where Miller said Stanley told him yeah. to, uh, you know, go ahead and quit and go do his own thing, and he did. I think he worked for DC. I may be I getting confused remember. with Brian Bendis. You know, so, yeah, you know. Bendis has worked for everybody. Yeah, I so, think I may be doing that. Yeah, Brian Michael Bendis. Ah, yes. yes Brian That's Michael right. Bendis. Or Michael Bryan. Uh, yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Know. Anyway, Bendis is the last name. Yeah. Anyway, so, um, you know, it's kind of got the same. It's got a Fantastic Four crosses, uh-huh. cross with the Justice League dynamic. It's centered around a family. You've got a patriarch superhero called the Utopian, his wife, Lady Liberty. Uh, Utopian's brother is a psychic who can fly. Yeah. And then they've got a couple of kids, one who's embraced the family legacy. The other one's kind of gone off the farm. And uh, It's almost a sky high kind of vibe, it, a yeah, little wow. bit. Yeah, it really is. Okay. It really is. The family aspect, anyway. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it, it, it's to me, it's... it's but not on Disney+. Plus. No, <laughs> not on Disney+. Plus. But it, it's got... Um, it's got a little Fantastic Four feel mm-hmm. to it with the family dynamic there. There's a, a league of superheroes. It's called the what is it called? The it's not the Legion. It's the I uh, don't remember. I don't know. It's it's a superhero. It's a Guardian uh, something. No. Okay. Yeah. But they've got this Hall of Justice sort of thing. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, it's kind of cool. The effects are great. The acting's really good. I've enjoyed it so far. There's a couple of moral quandaries that have been uh, positioned Uh in uh, episode, front end of episode two, that'll be interesting to And it takes place across two different timelines? Yeah, yeah. So you've got two stories going that interweave. You've got current day with with the brothers and and family and whatnot. Then you've got a flashback to right, right. Right as the stock market crashes, and so the the patriarch and the brother are actually businessmen in a steel in Samson Steel. Their okay. last name is Samson. Yeah, okay, and um, so anyway, okay, so they're obviously an effect of their powers that yeah. they live longer. Yes, yes, okay, yeah. but uh, but they do. I mean, they are aged. Yeah, Utopian's got this. He's got. This, I've seen the pictures. Yeah, yeah long, it looks like kind of. He yeah. really does. Uh-huh. So, but it's. Um, yeah, it's it's. I'm digging it. I mean, it's it's pretty cool. So how far. many episodes is it supposed to be? Like typical nah, eight or nine. It was like Netflix. Yeah, I, look, I flipped through. It was eight or nine, ten yeah. episodes. And we, we weren't sure if they were all out or not yet, right? Yeah, they. It looks to me like they've all dropped. I mean, unless they 
unless you click on episode eight and it just doesn't play. Yeah. But I mean, I usually they're usually the episodes are not showing if they're not up. Okay. And uh, it's on Netflix, you said. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah. It looks like everything dropped on May 7th, uh, eight episodes. So. And in terms of, okay, so we've got the boys, I guess, which is the most extreme in terms mm-hmm. of language and graphic violence and whatever else right. they're throwing into all one. All the things. Is that all the things? Yeah. You got the boys, then you got the Incredibles. Okay. That's, so in where the in the spectrum does it fall? Uh, Probably, I would say closer to the boys than the Incredibles, but not nearly to the boys. Okay, so, and the Titans bit. is another reference I have, which yeah. to me is a little darker than I like. You know, yeah. I've said that and I've only watched a couple of those. Yeah, so. I so, like it though. I, I so will say I've enjoyed much, the show. It's but. a much tamer than Titans. There's okay. no uh, expletives about Batman, right? And uh, Jupiter's Legacy. Okay. So. PG thirteen or maybe I, a mild I, R. I would say PG thirteen. Yeah. We've seen one gore. Uh, okay. There's Al? there may be some. <laughs> wow. <laughs> We warmed the oh, room yeah, up with that one. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, yeah, they're supposed to be. They're, the disclaimer is sex, language, gore, uh, and violence for the uh, for the rating. So okay. I don't know. We'll see. But I don't. It wasn't all there. I don't. I don't remember any. Yeah. So it's interesting. So HBO gives those warnings rated upon episode by episode. Right. Netflix gives it for everything for the entire series right. on each episode. Mm-hmm. So I, I noticed that with Game of Thrones and The Sopranos, you knew it was going to be really gory if they throw up, you know, violence in yeah. adult situations. So, but anyway, Netflix just does a blanket disclaimer across. So because they're not watching them, yeah, probably well, yeah, not. No, All right, let's kick to the other side of the break. We're going to talk food and food destinations now that Art is back. We'll see you in a sec. We are back, and uh, we have moved past superheroes and geeks into another subject that is close and dear to our heart physically that's yeah. food so right. so we're moving from maybe. the lord of the rings to lord of the onion rings yeah okay so uh let's talk food destinations so are you are you an onion rings fan jay actually i i had some onion rings the other day at the traceway in matheson mississippi and they were fabulous yeah i love I, onion rings i would imagine they would be phenomenal at the traceway yeah i mean i if a good onion ring is really sublime yeah sublime i thought it was onion not lime oh, oh no. man <laughs> all right so let's talk we don't have much time here to bore you guys any further but let's talk food destinations so lightning round quote sort of jay where's your favorite city to go eat charleston south carolina why because there's so there's much food there i mean you because it, it's kind of a i would call it a kind of a mecca of southern of upscale southern food and is that because of husk Husk is, I, you know, I haven't been to Husk. I you haven't to, been to Husk? I went for a, I don't know, not quite a week one time. And that's that's one thing about these food destinations that we're going to talk about is I get kind of overwhelmed at a place like Charleston or New Orleans where there's just so many places I want to go and can't fit them all in. So, I, so at Husk was a situation where we went to some other amazing places like Fig and yeah. um, there's even more now that, that weren't there before. Husk was just a reservation issue. We we kind of it was kind of a last minute decision on the trip, and we couldn't get in. And tell folks Husk, who's the chef there, and a little bit about just a who's oh, the it's Sean, Sean Lee. No, no, um, oh, never mind. Sean. You can find him. Look up. But he's Husk. doing more in Nashville now. Yeah, Husk Nashville. Then. Have you eaten in Husk Nashville? Mm-hmm. Uh, Art, I have not. So okay, and mine is going to be just the city, not the restaurants. Cause like, oh yeah, well, mm-hmm. so Charleston what, is. I've only been once, but. Loved it. Want to go back? 
New Orleans is for sure. Well, New Orleans is is top of well, no, no, maybe not. So, if you had to go to Charleston to eat one thing, what would it be? Oh my gosh, I don't know. <laughs> what was the best thing you ate when you were there? There were so many. <laughs> you stumped me now. I can't. I, okay. Well. I'll think of the perfect answer in about 30 minutes when okay. we sign well, off. After we've gone. So, But Charleston is number one. Number two for you. Well, what's your number one, Art? Let's New get, Orleans. Uh, yeah. Why? The food. <laughs> I was told we only had to come up with the city. <laughs> yeah, I just like the whole. I mean, the thing is you can go and you can find places, you know, walk around Jackson Square, walk around the French Quarter, walk around the Artist Court, Artist District. You can find different types of food. You know, there's all the Cajun stuff that we hear about, which is great. Uh, the red beans and rice, you know, the etouffee, all those kind of things are wonderful. You can go to and spend a lot of money at a real high-end restaurant if you want to, or you can go somewhere and get, uh, you know, something kind of more local that maybe people mm-hmm. don't know about. Uh, breakfasts are great there. Oh, awesome. Um, you know, I just, I, the, the whole experience, I just, I, we haven't been since uh, January 2020 to New Orleans and uh, I'm really missing it. So ready to go back. But I, just, it, just a variety. Of, I mean, granted, there's, you, you think of it with the, the Cajun and the Louisiana cuisine, but there's just still a variety, wide variety of food there to get. We were, uh, we were there last week, Bonnie yeah. and I were. Mm-hmm. And That's kind of what instigated this. Robbie was yeah. sending us all these pictures of the mm-hmm. food he was eating. I'm like, we need to talk about this. Yeah. So um, it just didn't have the same vibe. Uh, New Orleans did. Yeah. Uh, Cafe Dumont, which is one of our must goes because, mm-hmm. I mean, it is what it is. Um, we went and had supper at Kashan, which was great. Mm-hmm. And then I've had that before. That's good. I do like that. Yeah. And then we uh, we walked from our hotel, which is the Higdon. It's mm-hmm. a Hilton property right there adjacent to the World War II Museum. Great, great property. We'd stay there again. Mm-hmm. About um, um, 1.4, one and a half miles to Cafe Dumont. And so we we get there about 8.20 and they're closed. Wow. Cafe Dumont is closed at 8 o'clock now. It's a new era for sure. Open 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. And we had detoured through, uh, obviously walking in the quarter, but we detoured through Bourbon Street. Guys, I have never seen Bourbon Street that empty. I mean, there were Mm. people out. It was a Wednesday night, but it was just crazy. Mm. And... um, we come back and we're, we're on our way to uh, to Cafe Dumont and we stop at one of the restaurants and I was talking to the hostess out front and she said it's been horrible in New Orleans. She said mm-hmm. it's worse than Katrina. Wow. Which just wow. kind of shocked me. Yeah, that is hard to um, So, But we, we made it to Dumont at 8.20. Cafe Dumont was closed. They were open mm-hmm. only 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. We came back the next day about 11 a.m. Grab a table. And you know, that's the thing at Cafe Dumont. You grab a table. And then somebody comes and waits on you. So we're sitting there, and we're sitting, and we're sitting, and we're looking around. And nobody's coming to service. Wow. Then we realize it's takeout only. Oh, wow. And yeah. so you go up. You They give you a bag of beignets that have been fried probably 20 minutes ago. So they've gotten to room temp. They're not hot and fresh. And I'm sure yeah. they're fresh within a mm-hmm. half an hour. And the Cafe Olay was okay. It just, it was different. Yeah. And it, it was sad. So, but anyway, yeah. New Orleans is uh, high on my list. Where if you only had what, to eat, what's your top what's your top destination then? Uh, Chicago. Okay, but I'm going to ask you if you had to eat one place in New Orleans, where would it be? What would you hit? Yeah, like I said, I don't know. I don't know that there's, there's one place. Like I said, there's you know for me, it's it's just kind of just depends on mood or whatever. So you know, 
We always uh, hit. I always think of red beans and rice because sure. that's one of the first things I ever had in New Orleans when I went there. But typically, what I'm going to do is go and see what the seafood special is. Sure, you know, at the restaurant or of the day. Now, some folks will call Mother's a tourist trap, and it is somewhat touristy. That's where I had my first red beans and rice, and it was kind of my, you know, the family that lived down there said, "You've got to go." Yeah, you know, you've got to do that. You've got to do Cafe Du Monde. You've got, these are the tourist places. So now we try to find the places that, you know, maybe aren't yeah. where everybody's going sure so uh there's some great pizza places there mm-hmm. um uh aaron um aaron what's sanchez? yeah aaron sanchez has johnny sanchez um right on canal uh which is a great you know mexican tapas place yeah so there's some great food we like mothers because i love the uh, po boy with debris yeah mm-hmm. and uh i mean it's just it is it is your typical New Orleans. It's almost the New Orleans version of a meet and three. The thing mm-hmm. is, it is touristy, but it's authentic. It is. You know, it's not like some, I mean, it's touristy for a reason. It became touristy because it was yeah. good. Uh-huh. That's right. I never ate Commander's Palace. Have you guys? Yeah, eaten? it's been a long time, but I've eaten there. Yeah. I don't remember if I've eaten there or not. I, it would have been a long time for me, too. I love Drago's for the char-grilled oysters. To Let's, me, for okay, we, we can go on and on and on for New Orleans. What's the Ben place across from... Uh, Hotel Monteleon. I can't remember. Sure, that's a real nice restaurant. I can't remember what it is too, but that's that's what that we we go there most times. We go to. And I, I can't remember the name. Of it. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, just, but yeah. you probably know exactly where it is. Oh, I know exactly where it is. Yeah, yeah. Walk, and that's the thing. A lot of times, I'll just walk into a place and don't realize, you know, because I've, you just got to go by location. Here's yeah. what it is. We also we did some more stuff in uh, in the garden in the artist district the last yeah. few times we've been there. So. Well, there's a lot of food coming up in the warehouse district. One of my big regrets is I never ate at K. Paul's when Paul Perdome mm-hmm. was still. I, I've alive. eaten. I did. Yeah. My brother and I ate there at K. Paul's, and the, the, but I'm glad you brought that up because I think that's one of the things that um, is important to consider when you're looking at a food destination is that there is change. I mean, I ate at a place in Houston that was amazing. Chris Shepard was a chef. It's gone. He, but I mean, he's a young guy. I mean, he's doing something else. But I, the last time I was in New Orleans, I tried to eat at Dookie Chase's, mm, and, yeah. and Ms. Chase, Leah Chase, was still alive at that point. Well, we couldn't get in. There was a special event, so we went around the corner, ate at Willie Mae's Scotch House, had the fried chicken, another legendary place. It was amazing. And then not terribly long after that, Leah Chase passed away. So, mm. you know, I'll never be able to go there yeah. while she's alive because I didn't make it. And there was another place, uh, I can't remember the name of it, but um, – tried to go there somebody told me it was closed well turned out not to be you know i should have mm. should have checked myself you know but uh yeah, new orleans is definitely up there with me um i've been to charleston i've been in new orleans there's a few places that i would like to go that i haven't you know really eaten my way through but it's not some of the great food destinations are within driving distance here oh sure absolutely I mean, birmingham we love to eat in birmingham great stuff in birmingham um so. lafayette louisiana I've passed through there on the huh. way to Houston. Yeah. Um, Houston is so many immigrants there that there's nothing there that you can't find. Sure. Uh, even I went there for a meeting and went into a place that was, you know, I'm not a New Yorker, but my, some of my in-laws are. And I walked into this place and it was just like walking into a New York deli. Yeah. And that's what I would have guessed it would have felt like sure. anyway. In, in the middle of Houston, Texas. Yeah. So not, not Houston, Mississippi. Not Houston, Mississippi. And sure. then we've got the Mississippi Delta where Art used to live. Mm-hmm. You know, I went over there for a weekend and ate as many places as I could possibly squeeze in and still didn't get to doze. Yeah. yeah. So there's 
There's some great food there. My my number one choice, like I said, was is Chicago, and New Orleans is like one A for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love pizza. Pizza is my favorite meal. I love Chicago style pizza. Lou Malnetti's is great. There's some local. Lou Malnetti's is local. They've got a variety of locations around Chicago land. Yeah, I got um, some Go Belly from him. Yeah, yeah, we'll do Go Belly with uh, with uh, Lou Malnetti's. It's great. Um, but for me. <laughs> The Chicago style hot dog. Yeah, that's what I was. Chicago was top for me. It's actually probably maybe three or four kind of swaps with the other. I've got several that are tied for third. Probably. Yeah, but, yeah. But again, all of them are there. But Chicago hot dog. Yeah, it's Chicago hot dog. There's some great steak places in Chicago. Mm-hmm. It, it is funny though. I think if Chicago has eaten more of the. You know, not a going to a fancy, fancy, nice restaurant, yeah. but I want to get a Chicago dog off the street. I want to go to a pizza place there. Well, there's a place uh, off of um, it's behind Water Tower Place off of Michigan. It's a little hole in the wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we usually stay up around there. Love to go grab a hot dog there and drug through the garden. It's fabulous. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, that makes me want one right now. You know, and I love the the I love the Shake Shack there. That's the first Shake Shack I ever went to, right. and I love the Shake Shack there off Michigan. Um, but there's also a Lowry's Prime Rib, mm-hmm. and you know, Prime Rib is not like a steakhouse. You know, there's four Lowry Prime Rib restaurants. There's Kansas City and Vegas and Chicago. I forget where the other one is. It is more like a traditional Sunday dinner where you've roasted a prime rib loin and you've got sides. But I love Lowry's prime rib. Have you guys ever eaten at a Lowry's? No. So. Not, not a Lowry's prime rib. Don't they have some other places too? That no. Have the name they Lowry's? have a salt. Yeah, they have seasoning. They have the seasoning salt. I was thinking there's a Lowry's seafood somewhere. Uh, there may like be. On the Florida coast. There mm-hmm. may be, but prime rib is, is and I think you're right, but the Lowry's prime rib is is kind of the, the primo. Uh, but there's some great steakhouses, some great local steakhouses there. I ate at Harry Carey's once. It was really good. Um, so, But I love, to me, Chicago is more of a heavy food town, uh-huh. uh, steak, pizza, and there's some, there's just amazing food there. Right. Where's Rick Bayless from? Is he, is that Chicago? Yeah, he's from Chicago. Okay. Yeah. I've got a friend who's buddies with Rick Bayless. So See, yeah. I haven't eaten. It's been, we passed through Chicago on the way to somewhere else. Nah, a couple of years, a couple of summers ago. And so we, all we had was the airport. And yeah, so we ate at yeah. Frontera in the airport, which was good. Yeah. Which, it was great. But, um, and then flew back through Philly and ate you know Philly cheesesteak in the food court of the of the airport. Again, it was a famousish kind of place, but not the you got to go to you got to go to Geno's. Geno's and there's in their place across the street yeah, from him. That's, yeah, yeah, competes for yeah. Right, which right. is the best one. Yeah, I, I went to Geno's when I was in Philly. The Geno's, mm-hmm. um, you know, Portillo's in Chicago was great. Now that they've chained out, they're going all over the place. But it, that is a great place for a Chicago dog for an Italian beef. I, you can't get good Italian beef outside of Chicago. Mm. So I really don't care what you what think. What about Italy? No. <laughs> it's not the same, man. Okay. Yeah. It's like pizza. Yeah. In yeah. Italy. Whatever. So but so uh, New York would be my second one. I mean, I just I, I like to go and... Uh, there's so much there. Yeah, there's just so much there. And again, a lot of times I like the the junk food stuff. I mean, I like a, I like a New York style pizza too. Yeah. And uh, from a but, corner stand. Yeah, from a corner stand. Exactly. Uh, and but there's a place we went for our 25th anniversary that's a Brooklyn Bridge Diner. I can't remember it's actually under the Brooklyn Bridge, and you you lo- you're looking out over the um, over the New York skyline at night, and it was great. And the food, you know, the view is one thing. They could have charged high prices just for the view, but the food was phenomenal, just yeah. really really good. And so that was good. That was good. I liked that a lot. But yeah, Chicago. You mentioned that, you know, 
Boston, we had good stuff. San Diego, you can go into such a variety of authentic food, you know, sure. authentic Mexican food, but also Thai and, and Persian. San Diego has is sort of the home of the fish taco. Yeah, that love. Too. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that, and that's had plenty of those when we were there. The one and only time I've been there. Um, uh, but you know, like I said, some places you can think like locally. I mean, we'll go to Nashville a lot of times. We'll go because we have family there. But there's a place called Maribel up there. Oh, that's a restaurant. Do you know there? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's a lot. We'll we'll plan anniversary trips or special trips to go and eat there. And it's just a really good. It's always it's always good. We got a great place in our backyard called Anthony's in West Point. Yeah, where, where yeah. And and that's what. But I was I talked to my wife about this. She goes, "You got to mention Anthony's." I said, "Well, yeah, it is true. To me, that's the best steak you can get. Certainly locally. Yeah. It's and a, uh, I mean, it's a destination for the triangle for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, we'll often go in there. Like I said, from West Point, you go in there on a on a Thursday, Friday, or Friday night, and we won't know anybody from West Point. There. Uh-huh. I mean, everybody has come from from somewhere else, and they are regulars. They yeah. will come, you know, from as far as Tupelo. I'm sure farther than that too. But but Golden uh, but Golden Triangle, Columbus, and Starkville, Mississippi, they'll be there. Mm-hmm. Usually, you'll see the locals in there on Tuesday, maybe Wednesday night. Yeah, Anthony's is great. Uh, my third place, is, second is yours. Third place is Lorman, Mississippi, because of the old country store. And the fried chicken, mm. the fried chicken there, mm. which Alton, we got to stop doing these before lunch. Yeah, Alton Brown has said it's the best fried chicken he's ever had. Lorman, so. Mississippi. Now, where is that? That's uh, south of Natchez. It's where Alcorn State is. Okay. Yeah, I knew so, the name sounded familiar, but I couldn't. On, uh, on sixty one, yeah. you know, as you're heading uh, heading south. So okay, Ooh, that sounds good. All right, I think that's enough, man. This was a large. This was an extra large episode with extra large food at the That's end right. of it. So, all right, guys, we will see you next week. Thanks for joining us.